0: special episode today because you'll hear the showdown between podcasting and YouTube. Which is better? Which platform gives you the fastest audience growth? Does it depend on your purpose? And what's the realistic expectations? We have a return guest today. Jessica Stansberry is here and we're chatting about the significant differences between a YouTube channel and a podcast show. Jessica is all about helping entrepreneurs grow and scale their income by teaching them how to create content that sells for them so they can sell more and work less. Let's dive in and get this debate going. Hey there, sister. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. I'm your host, Allison Scholes, and I am on a mission to help mompreneurs like you. Ditch the Instagram overwhelm and take control of your time on the app and build an extraordinary brand and business, but still be fully present with your family and just be crazy happy with your life. This show is filled with Instagram strategies, marketing hacks, branding, and business tips with a side of coffee and Jesus. If you're ready for some juicy content, you know what to do. Hand your kiddos those tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, whiskey, or wine, and let's dive in hello everyone welcome back to the show and today i have a return guest jessica Stansberry, is here and she was actually on the show this past october and we chatted about passive income and different streams of income so if you want to listen to that one that one is episode 134. But I am really excited to have Jessica here today because our show is basically a podcast show versus (laughs) a YouTube channel. Now, I promise we will not get in a cat fight on this show. Right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) There's not going to be any virtual pulling of hair because I totally support YouTube channels, and I know Jessica supports podcasting. So, without further ado, welcome to the show, Jessica.
1: Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited. I'm also yeah. excited that I had, I, I went and changed my shirt because, yes you know.
0: Yes. And she's already been swatting bees. So don't be surprised if she swats <laughs> another one in the, the real- middle of the episode because they're sneaking into her house. But hey, this is just a fun chat. Like we just do what we do and we just, we're just going to have some fun with it. So, I mean, those who are going to watch this YouTube <laughs> video, this is going to be great. So <laughs> I'm just gonna jump right into my questions because yeah. you actually had a post on Instagram where and I, I think it was a reel and you made me really think about this. You're like, if you're gonna do anything, a podcast versus a YouTube, you need to do a YouTube channel. I was right. like, oh my gosh, I've been podcasting for over two years. And in the last, I would say four months, I have been dabbling with my YouTube channel. So first question out of the gates is why do you prefer a youtube channel over a podcast show so it's
1: more for audience growth so a lot of people get into podcasting thinking it is an audience growth that it's going to be the way that people find you. And I'm not going to say that that's impossible. It definitely is, but there's a lot of footwork involved. There's a lot of getting on other people's podcasts. There's a lot of trying to get your episodes to rank for keywords. There's a lot of, you know, social sharing that has to go into that for a podcast to be the top of the funnel, if you will, for a podcast Mm -hmm. to kind of be the place that people find you. And trust me, I've had podcasts. I totally understand. I know it. You know, I launched my first course shortly after launching my first podcast because I was like. I'm going to be famous, you know, like everybody's <laughs> going to know who I am. Like, of course <laughs> I sold zero dollars <laughs> of course, because nobody knew who I was, you know? And so podcasting to me, a lot of people, especially a lot of people with no audience or a small audience will be like, I need to do something to build my audience. And they will get into podcasting. And then they're disappointed. You know, mm-hmm. they're doing all of this work. It's not benefiting their bottom line they're meeting cool people, they're having awesome interviews, but there's not really a lot of like discoverability or things like that happening on the podcast front. And on YouTube, it's the complete opposite. So on podcasting, you could really nurture your audience, you can really let them get to know you. But that's where I feel podcasts fit in the middle of the funnel. So where people are going to get to know you more, where people are going to understand your personality, and where you can sell to people. And YouTube is exactly like, the funnel turned on its head and it is the discoverability platform. And yes, you can nurture, but it's not quite as easy as sending people to a podcast to nurture them because it's not long form. It's shorter form. Even longer videos are still shorter than podcast. And so the two to me serve two very different purposes. And I see so many people trying to start a podcast to grow an audience when for 99%
0: of them, it's not going to happen. Yes. And I mean, I'm glad you said that because a lot of people will ask me like, oh, you know, how did you get your podcast going? And I'm like, it was a lot of work. Yeah. Like I'm two years in and I'm still working at it. Like Mm -hmm. you just don't stop. I mean, yes, the episodes are evergreen, but you have to keep going to keep ranking. And I mean, if you want a successful podcast, you have to put out an episode at least once a week, if not two a week, if you really want to crank out content and potentially get discovered and grow that audience. Like it is slow growth, but I've enjoyed it so much. Um, My next question is, so when it comes to deciding Mm -hmm. between a podcast or a YouTube, because I know my audience right now is going, oh, I'm not putting my face on YouTube. Right. <laughs> That's not <laughs> right. happening. Yeah. So I'm just going to pick up my mic and I'm going to talk into a mic, which there's nothing wrong with starting that way. Right. But if you're going to make that decision of, well, do I do a podcast or a YouTube? Does it depend on your audience?
1: I think there's a little bit there. Like if you have a more sophisticated audience, maybe you're dealing with CEOs or professionals in the workplace, things like that they're likely not going on YouTube as much as they're listening to podcasts on their commute. So in that scenario, absolutely. But for the most part, most audiences are on YouTube. The deciding factor for me, well, it would come down to a couple of things. One, what are you comfortable with? Because if you don't like doing it, you're not going to do it. And I will always stick by that. Like, I understand if you don't want to put your face on camera. Y'all, I get it. Um, I'm just so used to it now. Of course, I still see like my imperfections and all the things, but I'm just so used to it that I just do it and don't think about it. But it took me years to get to that point. So I totally understand that. But also I don't want people to not do what they could do just because they're a little uncomfortable because, you know, comfort zones are made to be pushed. Right. Mm -hmm. So It's kind of what you're comfortable with, where your audience is, and then also what your purpose is. And that's what I always come back to is like, what's the purpose of this? If you have zero audience and you're wanting to grow your audience, let's say you want to get 10,000 people on your email list in a year, it's probably not going to happen with a podcast, but I could almost, I could give you handfuls of people who I've seen it happen with a YouTube channel. So that's kind of the three things that I would really like you know, base my decision on, but yes, some audiences are more on podcasts than YouTube channels and vice versa.
0: Now I have a selfish question here yeah. because with my podcast in the last few months, I was like, uh, no brainer. I'm going to take the video from the interview. As long as my guest is totally cool with it. And, you know, I go through the editing process. I'm going to slap that bad boy on mm-hmm. my YouTube channel. And I've been doing that for a while, but I'm not seeing much traction. So it does what does surprise me at all? <laughs> okay. So what is like realistic expectations when it comes to a YouTube channel and growing our audiences, because I'm not seeing much with it and it doesn't take me much time to edit the video mm-hmm. along with the, um, audio. So I'm going to yeah. keep doing it, but like, let's talk expectations and yeah. like realistic expectations when it comes to growing your audience.
1: Yeah. I mean, it. it's, it's your format. I will say hands down, it's the format. So podcasts don't do well on YouTube. They just don't. Um, and, and I will tell people that I actually did a whole talk at She Podcasts, uh, 20, it was before COVID 2019, I guess, um, on this because so many podcasters, podcasters do this. They'll film like this, you know, film mm-hmm. the interview and then they pop it up on YouTube and they think it's, well, that's just another piece of content. And while that's true, you really have to weigh in the benefit of you're probably not going to grow your YouTube channel like that. It's not going to grow. Like, it's just not the the format that YouTube viewers want to watch. They're used to watching high quality videos. Webcams just can't do that. I mean, I have a DSLR plugged in and it's still not as good as like my camera I use, you know, outside of the computer. And I mean, it's it's good, but it's not that good. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're used to higher quality. They're used to a certain format of You know, a hook and then an intro and then the meat and the potatoes and then the outro. And they're used to shorter form videos. So overall, just the idea of popping a podcast on YouTube, that's why you're not seeing any growth because it's just not what the platform's made for. Now, should you do it is totally up to you because yes, if it doesn't take you any time at all, if it's like a pretty low, you know, time cost then why not do it? Because it's another place that somebody could find you. The only thing I would say to that is obviously if you're like hiring out for it or if you're spending a lot of time, I would say ditch it. But my other caveat is that if you do ever think you want to grow a YouTube channel, like a true one where you're filming videos, it's separate from your podcast, putting your podcast episodes up there is gonna kill a channel from the beginning. And so if you ever did want to use that same channel, it would be almost impossible to turn it around because you've already told YouTube what kind of content you're putting out. They've already seen that nobody wants to watch it and they're not going to, it's going to take a lot to convince them otherwise, if you will. So there, there's a lot to it. There's like a whole, a whole lot to it. But if you're putting podcast episodes up on YouTube, the expectation should be pretty low. I, I mean, I've seen it a thousand times. It's just not going to work. However, YouTube has been like, yeah, we want to really push long form content. And normally when a platform says they want to do that, push podcasts, push long form content, you want to jump on it, but I have not seen one channel yet be able to do it successfully. Hmm. Now there are podcast channels, but they're in person podcasts. They're around a table, there's like six cameras, you know. Right, um, exactly. Are success- <laughs> right. They're not like what most of us are hmm. going to be doing like with our podcast. So It's, yeah, I I would just wouldn't worry about your expectations there. I would just treat it as another place for your existing audience to find your episodes, which is totally fine. But now if you're going to be putting out videos on the platform and you're committed to consistency and learning. So consistency, like you said, with podcasts, YouTube definitely once a week. And if you could do two a week, it'd be better right? That's what I always tell people is two a week is kind of my magic number on YouTube, because I have seen the most growth with it. And I've seen the most growth in my students with it, but it's really all in what you put into it. Just like with a podcast, right? Right. I have some, um, like students in my courses who have been on YouTube for two years and they have 10 subscribers because they've put a video up here, put put a video up there, plopped a repurposed Facebook live up here and there, you know, like that's been the strategy. But if somebody goes, you know, full force, full strategy, learning as they go, making improvements, every video they put up, you could see hundreds if not thousands of subscribers pretty quickly. So I'll tell you for me, when I started on the platform, I kind of was haphazard with it. I was very much so just throwing videos up to help my blog posts because my blog was the important part at that point. And I grew to about 500 subscribers in the first like year. And that was without me doing anything else. But I was fairly consistent because we were fairly consistent with blog posts. So it was a pretty consistent thing. And then when I hit 500 subscribers, I kind of had this light bulb moment of like, wow, I've done that without trying very hard. What's going (laughs) to happen if I like try, you know? And I started putting my face on camera. I started doing videos that were more in the like YouTube realm with a hook and an intro and all the things. And I grew from 500 to almost 2000 subscribers in three months. So once you put
0: the strategy in, there's massive amounts of growth, you know? I love that. So I think what I'm hearing is if someone is listening or watching Mm -hmm. and they already have a YouTube channel, but they've just kind of been like you said, haphazard, just throwing things up, not very consistent, maybe putting their podcast episode um, up there. But if they're like, you know what, I really want to grow an audience on YouTube. Are they, is your best advice is to just scratch the old one and start over with a brand new one with a strategy and hit it hard from the get go.
1: Absolutely. Unless somebody was going to be losing thousands of subscribers, like they had a big email list and they had sent them there. And if they send them again, they may not go. Mm-hmm. I might have a different strategy for that person, but for the most part, yes, scrap their original channel because again, YouTube has already kind of, I don't know, they've kind of already judged it. <laughs> you know, Yeah, they've already they've kind, kind of, of
0: learned your pattern and yeah, so, yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: so it takes a long time to retrain it
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I only have like 15, so it's easy to scratch mine and be like, bye. (laughs)
1: Right. And I mean, you don't even have to like delete anything, just leave it there and then start a new one, you know, like it wouldn't hurt anything. And you could even have a podcast channel and a regular channel because some Mm -hmm. people do prefer going to YouTube to listen to podcasts. It's not the normal user behavior, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a thing. And so if you're seeing, you know, enough numbers to justify it, that's probably what I'd do.
0: And plus I can leave it too. If you have, for example, like a private membership and you Mm -hmm. put videos up there for your audience and you unlist it, that's another reason, like it would have to stay there for that reason, but I can totally start a new one Yeah, and it's just, you know, yeah, I like that idea. Hey, did you know this? I recently published a journal. Yep. I did it for years. I tried to get into the habit of journaling daily, but I could never find the right journal. Every time I would purchase a new one, I was left with disappointment. I felt unfulfilled after journaling, so I thought, heck, I'm gonna create my own, and now I'm sharing it with you. If you're a dreamer like me, but ready to take action and be a doer and see those dreams come to fruition, then snag my daily journal. Create a daily habit of gratitude, dream writing, action taking, and releasing all the garbage that we don't have control over. Head to bossladyinsweatpants.com to grab your copy. Now let's get back to the show. The next question I have is, cause I know vanity is going to come into play here when someone yes. starts, it's just like kind of Instagram, like how many followers do you have? Yes. Right? I need to get to 10,000 or
1: whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Are the number of subscribers important?
1: Not really. Um, mm-hmm. I was the first year that I hit six figures, I had like this is going to sound like a lot, but it was my only platform, right? Um, I had like 30,000 YouTube subscribers and I hit six figures, not from YouTube, like them paying me, but from my actual strategies. Right. And I was like, wow, like I thought I couldn't do that until a hundred thousand subscribers or, you know, like whatever the scenario was. And I know people with massive channels on YouTube who don't make hundred thousand dollars a year. So it really doesn't matter. There's two kind of scenarios when it matters. Clearly the vanity metrics are there. When I walk in somewhere, when I tell somebody I'm a YouTuber and they look at me kind of funny because I'm a 36 year old mom of two, you know, <laughs> I always will follow that back up with, yeah, I have like 160,000 subscribers and instantly they change like, okay, you can watch it happen. Um, And that started, I started probably doing that when there was like 50,000 subscribers. And I mean, it's an instant and my husband's even been with me and he's like, wow, like when you say the number people are like, Oh, Uh maybe that's like, she's not like playing on the internet. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You know? <laughs> that's when they take you serious. <laughs>
1: right. So there's definitely, definitely a factor to that. And I won't deny that. I mean, just like with anything else, if you go to a, look up a restaurant and they have two followers on Instagram versus 2000, that's a big deal, you know, but as far as like the need for income or for conversions or whatever, no, the two biggest pinpoints that people want to hit are a hundred subscribers. Cause you can then change your like youtube.com forward slash address Mm-hmm. To something custom. It's not like 82 letters. Okay. <laughs> yes. Like slash I've seen anterior. that. It's You're so running. annoying. <laughs> yes. Um, but again, that's not a huge deal. I always tell my students, like, that is not something to get hung up on. Like, make a pretty link and go on about your day, you know? Right. Um, but the other one people want to hit is a thousand subscribers because that's the point you can be monetized on YouTube. So it's actually a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch time hours in a year. And they do that so that people with like a big audience can't just throw subscribers at the platform. They actually have to be watching the content. And um, so that's usually what like people want to hit because why not make some extra money? You know, I mean, yeah. Like I will tell you last month, let's see. Yeah, it's May. So in April I hit my biggest month from AdSense ever. And I made almost $12,000 just from the ads played on my videos in April.
0: That's crazy.
1: Isn't it? And it's like, why wow. would I not do that? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, why would you not? Like, I'm still converting to my email list. I'm still converting to sales. I'm, I've got sponsorships that are paying me on top of that. I've got you know, people going down funnels every single day, people making sales me making sales every single day. Like, why would I not do that? So that definitely is a place people want to get to, but if you will be consistent, you'll get there. Like it's it's not one of those things where you can hack it. Like be consistent, create good content, and you'll get there.
0: Now, speaking of content, what type of content really performs the best? Is it like it does it always have to be video of you? or can you kind of share a presentation like what really kind of converts
1: what really converts best is like personal videos so usually the face that doesn't mean your face has to be there the whole time um but you know if you're doing like a presentation that's not going to convert super well it feels very facebook live-ish if you Mm -hmm. will and that's just not what the people want to see um but people get creative with this i mean there are people sharing their faces. There are people who've created like cartoon versions of themselves that they do and have great channels. There's this like weird channel that I follow and I can't even remember the name of it, but they like debunk like cult people. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's a really weird channel, but she literally is just a cartoon. And so, and she has like millions of followers. So you don't have to show your face, but you have to find a way to make it interesting because that's, we have gold first brains, you know, like we're not going to sit through a presentation that we didn't like sign up to be at, you know? So we really have to make it interesting. And that's why, like, if you'll watch my videos or anybody else's videos on YouTube, there's always something going on on the screen, whether it's like text popping up. I zoom in, I zoom out, I zoom in, I zoom out, I move. You know, because Mm -hmm. there's just so much you have to like keep their attention. But that's learned as you go through it.
0: Now, I noticed on your channel because I was, you know, looking at it a little bit. Yeah, I got it. I was stalking, (laughs) and I noticed that your channel has categories. Mm -hmm. Is that a good growth strategy to kind of categorize your videos?
1: Yes. So what YouTube calls them is playlist and playlists are found in search, just the same as the video can be. So the strategy there is that you put keywords in these playlists and then somebody might be able to find the playlist. But the real strategy is YouTube's whole goal or yeah, their whole goal is to match the right content with the right viewer and how you kind of get a gold star, like, you know, like you're the teacher's pet (laughs) is if you will bring people to the platform, like you're the first video they watch when they land on YouTube, and then you keep them on the platform, even if they're not your videos, even if you've sent them to another video, but they've stayed on the platform, you kind of get like extra credit points for that. So playlists Hmm are literally playlists that allow someone to binge your content. So I want to watch everything from Jessica about passive income. I want to watch everything about digital products, whatever. And so when one video is done, when it's over, it will just flop over to the next video. And so right there, I've gained some like extra credit and then it'll flop to the next one. I've gained some extra credit. So they serve a ton of purposes being found in search getting people to stay on the platform longer, but also to really like intrigue somebody to watch the videos when they do get to your homepage on your channel. Because if all all you have is just like one string of videos of your most recent, like that's all you have, you know? So yeah.
0: Okay, cool. That, that really answers my question. Now, do you have any other like really good growth strategies that you want to share for most likely the beginner here because my audience yeah. are going to be like okay i'm going to you know challenge myself to get my booty on camera you know i'm going to mm-hmm. gain the confidence as i go what strategy do you have for that
1: so the first thing i would say is consistency consistency really is key like if you miss a video and then you put up another one and then you miss one and then you put up another one. Again, you're kind of killing your channel before it had a chance to move forward. So I would say that would be like my number one tip. Number two would be to not niche down as much as you think you have to. And this is one that always surprises people. So a lot of people will be like, okay, I'm the like digital product girl, right? Like that's what I want to talk about. So all their videos are about digital products. Like that's it. It's all you're going to learn, which is great. And it will get you found in search. And it is, should be the bulk of what you do. But if you only do that, what's going to happen is your videos will rank in search. People will find your videos. They'll come for that one video that they wanted to find, and then they'll leave and they won't come back for your next one. So you're constantly having to create videos that people are searching for. And that gets really hard, number one, and really frustrating because you'll start to run out of keywords you can rank for, you know, (laughs) and especially for somebody like going after an arbitrary niche, it's like a, it's, it's harder to do. So niching out a bit and really like being okay with being a little bit more loosey goosey with the niche on YouTube is perfect because, uh, it's just different than other platforms. You really want to attract people who are in the same realm. I don't mean like you should be doing cooking videos and business videos, you know, right. but like in the same category, like if we want to talk about digital products, let's also talk about entrepreneurship. Let's also talk about, you know, email list building. Let's also talk about all the things that kind of go along with that because then people want to, like, they have a reason to want to watch your other videos. You're not just reiterating or regurgitating the same information over and over.
0: So for example, like I would probably mainly talk about Instagram, but I could also talk about business productivity. I could talk about how I use Canva to create all my contents. I can talk about business motivation. I can talk about all the personal development books that have helped me along the way. Like yes. that's how I can kind of bring it all together, but I'm still exactly. staying. Yeah. But I'm not going to talk about how I make like homemade bread.
1: Right. Which right. I do, by the way, exactly. and it's very good, but <laughs> I'm not going to talk about tried, homemade bread. I tried homemade bread once. It did not go well.
0: I'll send you my recipe. It's so easy.
1: Okay, good. I can make biscuits. I make homemade biscuits with the best of them, but my bread did not go well. Uh, No, but you're, you're totally spot on. And, you know, everybody should have that core thing. Like you said, like Instagram, right? That core thing you want to talk about, but being able to branch out into other things that those same people are interested in are where we
0: really start to see massive growth. Awesome. I love that. Oh my, this was like so jam packed in such a short amount of time, but I definitely want you to share where the audience can find your work, especially your YouTube channel.
1: Yes. YouTube's easy. Just youtube.com forward slash Jessica Stansberry. If you forget that, just Google me like <laughs> that will be there. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Jessica Stansberry, I'm, I'm everywhere as my name. So just, just find me unless my name won't fit. You'll still find me by searching yes. Twitter. Twitter and their character limits. Interesting. I'm not even
0: on Twitter, so.
1: Well, I I don't give two flying farts about Twitter, but I'm on there. And my username is Jessica Stansberry, but it's missing an E and an R at the end. So it's just (laughs) Bury, like (laughs) B-R-Y. It's
0: funny. (laughs) Well, Jessica, thanks so much for being on the show. I'll make sure that all the links are in the show notes. And yeah, this was awesome. And now you're kind of putting, you know, you're kind of getting my booty into gear and go, all right, maybe I yes. should like after the summer, cause I want to take my summer oh, off with my kids.
1: Totally. I do the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Everything I'm doing now. I'm like after the summer.
0: Yeah. After, after the, the summer. summer. Yes. And then, uh, hmm, you might be seeing, uh, Miss Boss Lady sweatpants on YouTube shortly. I
1: love, it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for having me again.
0: Oh, uh, thank you, hon.